welcome to the Below the Hilltop podcast. I'm here with everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Good evening. We are celebrating two years of the Below the Hilltop podcast. Can anybody believe that we have made it through two years? It seems a lot longer. seems a lot longer. Who'd have thunk it, eh? Who'd have thunk it? It's COVID, isn't it? It compresses time. Does it? Well, it doesn't compress me. That was pre-lockdown once. <laughs> seems I've been doing this forever. You lovely, lovely... A hand-picked bunch of readers. Thanks for sticking with us. As always, if you want to contact us, you can email us at hello at billowinghilltop.com. And what do we do with those emails, Paul? We throw them away. We put them in Paul's distended sack. I've noticed, by the way, the left lobe of that sack is getting increasingly out of kilter. So I think we need to do a bit of redistribution. You can find us on Twitter, at Billowing You can find us on Facebook. It's wonderful for us if you leave us a rating or a review on your podcast app of choice because it helps us with our listings otherwise it, thanks for listening for two years and we'll push on oh no there is one thing one thing we've got to talk What's about that? we have been <laughs> we have been this is um extraordinary we have been nominated do, do you know what en you know what en world yeah, of is, course I do. yeah okay so for the readers en world is the legendary rpg news publisher run by morris do you know morris yeah anyway they run an annual podcast of <laughs> podcast of the year competition don't really know and we have been not no. yes oh we have been yes nice. for this thing so can you check with them there may have been an administrative <laughs> error i can't really think of any other explanation anyway dear readers why not let's give it a shot yeah i suspect we're going to not do very well but we might do respectably with your help if you are feeling generous dear reader really generous <laughs> really generous you can visit enworld.org and hopefully on their homepage there's a link where you can vote for us look for the actual play podcast section and i've added the link if you open your podcast app that you're listening to this very thing on right now and you look at the show notes with this episode there's a link in there that you can click on so it make it easier I've kind of had a look. There's about, I think there's about 30 podcasts in there, including us, which is kind of weird. You'll need to log into the Ian World site. If you're like an old seasoned RPG, you may already have a login for Ian World. If you don't, you'll need to create one, but it doesn't take a second. We're down under the Billowing Hilltop, so you'll need to scroll to the bottom of the list. Give us a vote. I mean, our gratitude knows no bounds. So we did have some epic. We did have some news to talk about. Otherwise, I don't think we really have much else. And we'll push on with episode 68 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast, Who's Got a Friend? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Good evening. Hello. No. No. <laughs> Good evening. Just Dan. Just <laughs> on his own. Uh, hopefully, I'm here with Dan and Graham and Paul and Johnny Hello. and Lucas. On, on a jet, a jet plane. plane. <laughs> everyone knows his name. Ooh, yummy beer. At last, I'm allowed beer. Delicious. Oh, I might need a beer. At last, you're allowed... What does at last, you're allowed a beer? Since since I saw you last. <laughs> yeah, it's been yes, a very exactly. long time, Graham. It's been since the weekend since I've been allowed a beer. The beer, uh, Graham and I met in person last weekend, readers, and we drank enormous quantities, of, quantities of beer. Of beer. <laughs> we did. And talked about D&D. Pretty much the entire time. But there we go. That's not like you, Dan. Dan what? never normally has beer in the evening. Well, I've got some IPA in, in the fridge downstairs that was bought for me. This uh, Derbyshire, I think it's called, I can't remember, but yeah, it looks rather nice. And it's what's cold not, in the fridge. Not Thornbridge. I uh, don't think so. I might go and get it in a second. They're in Derbyshire. I've got a beer. You've got a beer. Not North London oh, Tap. Everybody's there. We're all drinking uh, My beer, beer is North London Tap. Imagine oh. beer. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
We recommend SodaStream. It's fizzy water that I'm pretending is beer. Yes, I think a beer sounds like a good idea, actually. Yes, it might be that alcohol might just dull the senses. sharp pain of what we're about to go through. Uh, who wants to set the scene of where we are? No recap, just set the scene. Somebody tell us. We're in the middle of a fight. We're at a door and there's lots of ghouls on the other side of it and we're about to get our heads We're at the start of a fight. That's basically the scary fight, by the looks of it. Yeah, what we're going to start with... Some kind of banshee thing as well. Some kind of... Well, there's something that's head has opened. Yes. Like on a hinge. Yes. (laughs) Like Like a kind of muppet. Yes. Uh, and the inside of the head is all teeth and mouth and an enormous tongue. Yes. And it's gone, ah! Oh, and that's not a very good screech. But anyway, it's screeched at you. Can I make Only a... you can hear the screech, Alessandra. Yes. Because your friends the only are one next tucked... to it. Let's put it like that. Well, they're all tucked inside a silence bell as well. And um, about a mile away. And about, yeah. And about no, a mile not away. quite but a from mile orbit, away. From orbit, they can see you. Yeah. You need to make a DC 14... Wisdom save, Alessandra, when you hear this screech. You do. Now, you have advantage because you put wax in your ears. I I can't emphasize how important it is that you make this save, Alessandra, for your future adventuring career. Well, let's let's give it a go, shall we? Uh, The first roll is a 15. A 15? Well, you make it. You You don't need to make another roll. That's a relief. You feel this kind of awful, cold, malevolent, uh, horror shoot through you when you hear this scream and even though you save you take seven you take oh, eight points of psychic damage eight points of psychic damage eight points you of psychic damage save. bastard now I think that's that before we roll initiative the, is that hinge head that was hinge head um, you've got a series of these wormy ghoul creatures in this chamber in front of you, Alessandra, including Hinchhead. Mm-hmm. One of them has just opened the door. It's holding it open. How polite. It's very nice of you. Yeah, very nice of it. I think it wants to just... It's, it's, it's sort of... It's, it's, it, Rachel, it's, your hat, sir? Coat? The one just inside the door has got a weird kind of... Something that would actually resonate with you, actually, Paul, has got a weird, disjointed, misshapen spine that prongs out <laughs> of its back. <laughs> Thank you. That's kind one behind it looks like it's a bit limpy. There's another one which has got a weird bendy arm that goes the wrong way. One of them's That's ear, Johnny. I've called her ear dangle. Her ear is hanging off at the bottom by the lobe. Nice. One of them has got a backwards foot and a forwards foot. Uh, there's Hinchhead, and then right at the back behind Hinchhead, one of them is basically only half a skull. So you've just got another the top set of teeth and no jawbone. And uh, green worms are kind of bubbling up inside that gap. It's all very good. Let's have initiative. That's the first one of the evening, getting an initiative of four for Alessandra. Okay. Five uh, for Bert. Oh, a 17 plus three. A 20 for Parker. 13. So, there's this screech. Alessandra, you could see uh, you lot hanging back in the silence spell. Can't hear anything, obviously, but you could see Alessandra sort of shudder a little. And top of the round, on 20, round one, it is Parker. Right. Parker will move forward, staying within the silent spell until he's 15 foot away from the one in front of Alessandra. Right. So just running up behind Alessandra. Yeah. And then he will do uh, this Fangs of the Fire Snake. Yeah. So he gets three attacks, 15 foot reach. 
Um, first attack. Does he hitting. have to have a clear path to this creature? It doesn't say that. It just says. I mean, if it was, if you had increases my reach to fifteen. If you had a great big pole arm and you wanted to attack it, and you had Alessandra between you and it in a corridor, how does it work? Forget the fangs of the foot. Forget the fire snake bit. A creature with 15 foot reach can attack any creature within 15 foot of it, surely. It doesn't have to worry about things standing between it and the thing that it's attacking. Yeah, it does. Is it? It's obviously cover between the two of them. Well, cover works on range attacks, doesn't it? Only. What if he was a what if he was a hill giant with 15 foot reach, towering over the scene, reaching past Alessandra to attack the thing behind it? I don't know. Uh, possibly. Um, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, Parker, with your fangs of the fire snake. I think you're. I think it's like a supernatural attack. I don't think you're re- physically reaching through Alessandra with incredibly long arms. Or is that what's happening, <laughs> Mr. Tickle? Yeah. Is it Mr. Tickle, or is it like some kind of spectral thing? What's the deal? Yeah. Um, need to go and look it up in the. Uh, here it says when you use the attack action on your turn, you mm-hmm. can spend one key point to increase your reach. Mm-hmm. with your unarmed strikes for the rest of the turn. A hit with this attack deals fire damage instead of bludgeoning. And if you spend one key point when the attack hits, it also deals an extra 1d10 fire damage. So there's no... I'll have to go and look in the, in the player's handbook or something if there's sort of any more flowery there's language There's nothing under reach what... that says anything about it, so we're going to let you go with it. Okay, off we go. So do your attacks. Right, well, the first one I did... Um, being honest, the first one I rolled was a six. So that's armor class twelve. Mm-hmm. Is that a hit or a that's miss? A, that is a miss. A oh, actually. Oh, 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 oh hold oh, up, hold oh, up, oh. hold up, hold up, everyone. Armor class. That's a hit. Oh, excellent. So that's a uh, d6 plus three. Is nine points of damage. That was lucky. Yep. Um, and uh, you're attacking with. Can we just? make this clear you've got your 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 bit your hands are bigger right um your, well your... i'm assuming it is some kind of crackly it does fire damage fine okay i'm assuming that as a okay, so... monk it's magical my it's right so unarmed it's not, strikes you're not making magical weapons you're not making physical contact with these things is my is my, no, is my point i would no okay fine um okay so yeah well that, yeah i don't well i don't know i mean that's very uh, i'll have to go Okay, no, you're not. Read it up. Yeah. So what okay. it says is, when you attack on your attack action with one yeah. key point, causing tendrils of flame to stretch out from your fists and feet. Fine. Okay. You reach That's your one arm strike. Yeah, the reach increased by ten foot. The second one was a two, so that I'm guessing that's an arm class eight. That's probably a that's miss, a miss, right? Yep. And the third one, I'm not going to do a flurry of blows. Save that is an armor class uh, 18, so I'm guessing that is a hit. That is a hit, definitely, yeah. That will be another <sighs> four points of damage. Okie dokie. So uh, it looks pretty, you know, beaten up by that. Uh, it doesn't look like it's particularly vulnerable to your fire damage, but it looks pretty beaten up. It looks, it's not bloodied, but it's not, but not miles off, you would have said. Um, okay, and then uh, that's that's it for you, right? Yep, that's me done. Bugcraft, Uncle Buggy, off we go with you. On 16, it is your go. Right, uh, I am assuming you can do a bonus action as an action if you so wish. Sorry? Um, yeah. Right. I mean, you can just take a bonus action and forego your action. It's the same thing, right? But I mean, basically, I can take two things that are noted as being as bonus actions. 
if one of in them a, is taken no, as an action. Take, you can only take one bonus action in a, in your on your turn, whatever happens. You can't use an action. You can't burn your action to, to, to do two bonus actions in a turn, no. So far as I understand yeah, the rules. Sure, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, uh, I if for, for example, I would like to cast a spiritual weapon, which can be cast as a bonus action, but I want to do it as an action. But you can't. Surely I, I can do that. And the bonus action just gives me the, the option of doing a quick spell. I take your point, but I don't know how that works. Um, are we going to Google it already? Graham, what do you think? Always go to Graham. I don't know. I mean, that... I can see Johnny's logic, but I don't know that it, there's any way that it allows you to. You can't swap out actions, can you? You can't take an extra an action as a move action, unless you, you have no. to take a specific action that is move, isn't it? Dash. Um, yes. There's probably a paragraph of text somewhere that says, if you wish to take a bonus action as an action, then you may do so. No, actually, I can see answers. No, actions cannot be traded for bonus actions. Various class features, spells, and other abilities let you take an additional action on your turn called a bonus action. You can't exchange an action for a bonus action. So this isn't the first okay. internet hit I've seen. So right, it must well, be to do weird. with. So I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do my spell as which I can do as a bonus action, as a bonus action when I I've got nothing to do on my action. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, I know. It doesn't Run make around sense. in a circle. Can I just have a second? I've got lots of bonus actions I want to do. Sorry, can I just have a second? Sorry. I'm just thinking about it. Sorry, everybody. You're just thinking about it? Oh, just about Johnny and, you know. <laughs> Are you upset? All right, I okay. Just, I just think you can't take the, you know. <laughs> All he wanted to do was just... Anyway, sorry, on we go. All right, so I'm doing a... <laughs> I better now. A bonus action, I'm casting a spiritual weapon. The fates of life. Um, has it got a verbal component? Has it got a verbal component? Uh, let me just check. It's uh, yes. In that case, you can't because you're in the silent Ooh. spell. Nasty Mike's arrived. Nasty. Hello, Nasty Mike. Nasty Mike. You find that out, obviously, as you try and cast it, leaving no time to spend your bonus action. Actually, that's Nasty Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you no, I, I remember. I remember. Um, just too yeah you do but just I, too late my character <laughs> I don't remember but my character does mm -hmm. so that's I'm really good role playing actually Johnny yeah it's good it's, so good. it's proper role playing yeah really it's the opposite immersive. of metagaming so I'm going to move <laughs> down into this corridor um, this small yeah, yeah. side corridor uh, out of the silence bell then I'm going to do a, a spiritual weapon yes and then I'm drawing my axe I think I probably had it already drawn but. yeah fair enough and where are you summoning I'm your summoning it weapon? Um, I think it's, is it 20 feet away? Let me see. Uh, 60 feet. I'm summoning it behind the first uh, ghoul behind Alessandra. Can you summon it somewhere you can't see? Um, Asks Nasty Mike. If it says a point you designate within range, that's fine. If it says a, somewhere you can see, then you can't see it. Uh, it doesn't say. Really? It just says within range, casting a floatual spectral weapon within range. So That sounds to me like you can... Um, do it without seeing it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, can you, have you got a little icon thing? You can yeah, we can do something about that. And then I'm, I'm going to bash with it. Uh, yes, one second. So it's just checking this bit. One second, one second, one second. Everybody just, just everybody calm down. Can you attack something you can't see with a spiritual weapon? Is it like, is it uh, yes, autonomous? Yes, you can. Yes, it's autonomous. Well, I, I probably need to see if I change target. I can move it to a different target next round. I'd probably have to see that. But uh, yeah, you need to... it's autonomous. Yes. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, well, in that case, 
off you go. So it's a spell attack, so it's plus five. I roll this and add five. I rolled a, a 24. Is a hit on spine prong. 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage on spine prong, the one on the yeah. one that's bearing, holding the door open. Okay. Yes, and then I'm going to move back into the silent spell at the edge of the corridor. Could I, could I ready in action? Because I haven't actually done an action yet. You can ready an action using your, as your action, yes. Uh, to attack any ghoulie that runs up to me. Yep. Or whatever these creatures are. Just just uh, reading this, Mike. Yeah. A clear path to the target. To target something, you must have a clear path to it so it can't be behind total cover. If you place an area of effect at a point that you can't see and an obstruction such as a wall is between you and that point, the point of origin comes into being on the near side of that obstruction. Yeah, but his bringing the spiritual weapon into existence it's then attacking from where it is there's no line that's involved between him and where he's right he's not there's not a d damage thing that's emanating from him going through obstructions he's bringing something into being that's what i think yeah it just appears within 60 feet where i where i want and then it it's independently attacks yeah yeah dan no but okay well it's up to you <laughs> well i mean that's <laughs> Okay, no, I'm going to go with Dan. Thanks, Dan. I agree. You can't summon that. No, of course not. I'm joking. Uh, it's fine. Um, you can summon, for example, you can summon a spiritual weapon and you can have it appear somewhere. Let's say there is a line of sight. This is a weird distraction, but anyway, let's say there is a line of sight to where you bring it into being. There it is fighting the orc. You can then wander off and not be able to see it anymore and it will fight independently, right? You can also bring into being effects. It specifically says within range and doesn't say places that you can see. Then there's the line of effect rule, which is about something where you are casting a spell at something and if you can't have a spell, you can't have an obstruction between you and the target of the of the spell. But there's no target of this spell. If you cast, if you could, but the, the point about the area of effect, if you cast the area of effect about a point that you know that's within range behind a wall, it comes into effect in front of that wall. You can't cast Not, it the other side of a wall. You can't cast a fireball like that, no. Because that comes out as a P, doesn't or it? A, or oh. a spike growth, or a silence spell, or a fog cloud. Any area of effect spell, you can't cast like that. It's not an area of effect spell, though. No, it's not. But the implication is that you're, you're basically, you have to have a line of effect. <sighs> it Whatever you say want, that, you're, you're the DM. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to play it like this for now, and then we're going to have a think about it uh, after this session. And if we think, having read through a little bit more, that it, we're getting it wrong, we'll change it. But for now, Johnny gets the benefit of the doubt. Sessions, what is your initiative modifier? Plus three. Sessions, it is your turn on 13. Okay, so I'm going to move out of the uh, silent spell, remembering that I cast it to the uh, to sit at the back of the corridor, so I can see down the corridor. Yeah, yeah. you got part. You got, okay, so I can yeah, see got... kind of past Parker uh, through the uh, yeah, silent past spell. Yeah, past... he's just stepped out. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm going to try out my uh, Toll the Dead mm -hmm. on it. That's got sixty foot range, so I think that's within range. Yes. Needs to make what a of, what kind? Yep. It does necrotic damage if that's necrotic damage. Yep, and it needs to make what kind of save? It's a Wisdom DC 15. It fails that save. How much damage is it? Eight points of uh, necrotic damage. Okay, you don't think it seems as injured as you were hoping, hoping. with your? Yeah, I guess that might be the case. Anything else from you, Sessions? That's it, I think, for now. Right, it's 
them. Complicated stuff ensues. The first thing that happens is I roll a d6. You don't want me to get a 5 or a 6. I don't get a 5 or a 6. That makes life a little bit easier for you guys. Why? The shouty re scream refreshing. The uh -huh. next thing that happens is that foot backwards, the one standing by the set of double doors on your on the, on your left as you're looking into this hall. I mean, there are double doors down there, aren't there? Uh, he swings though his double door open uh, and goes through it. And Bendy Arm, who is also near the double doors on the left-hand side of the room, opens his double door and then runs through that too. They've, so they both disappear from view. But as they swing those doors open, the room is bathed from whatever is past those doors in a kind of sickly green radiance. The maggot chamber. The mother it's of all very, maggots. It is, it is, you would say, identical to the green radiance that you can see in the whatever what you might call the kind of weird birthing chamber of this super bug, super worm. We're yeah. doomed. Doomed. Then what happens is that Spine Prong is going, is going to attack Alessandra. Uh, okay. Attacking Alessandra, he's got a couple of uh, slam attacks. The first attack thumps its hand at you, hitting armor class 23. That's going to be a hit. It's going to be here. I've got an uncanny dodge, so I can half this damage. It's slamming. It's uh, it's bludgeoning damage. It's mm. six points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, I'll take three then. And yes, nobody goes home empty-handed. You get a little gift as well. Oh, I get Alessandra. a little. Do I? A little green worm. Oh, lovely. All fresh up. and new and all shiny and friendly. All for my very own. It nuzzles. It nuzzles into you. <laughs> and then this thing hits you again, or tries to. Hitting arm class... Oh. <laughs> arm class 25. That yeah, is need another the spirit got, can, you, can you use your, your um, uncanny no. dodge twice in it? No? Okay, no. so it's another six points of bludgeoning damage. And another go. little worm joins you oh. on your adventure. I'll have to move forward with the... Uh, Worm Thrasher. Yes, please. Now, next. Uh, silence isn't a concentration spell, is it? Um, I think it is, probably. Um, Ear Dangle lurches forward, <laughs> pulls its weird misshapen arm back, flips it, flinging a worm at Parker. <laughs> Parker, your armor class is probably a bit improved by Alessandra's giving a little bit of cover there. It hits armor class 24. Four. I think that might actually hit you with a worm. Uh, yes. No, I'm, no, I'm exaggerating. I'm very sorry. Armor class twenty-two, and actually with a couple of that's points of cover, that's armor class twenty. No. That's not. Is that still a hit? No, no. that's not a hit. Though. No, so it's going to need more than that. Me. Okay, and it's second worm fling. I'm trying to get base. Uh, no luck. Now Limpy shuffles up next to Spine Prong and attacks Alessandra in the doorway. Now, Limpy has gone out of sight for the rest of you. Only Alessandra, you can see Limpy. Yeah, mm -hmm. Limpy's attacking you around the corner. You're getting a bit of cover as a result of that. First attack from Limpy hits armor class 17, not enough. Yes, armor class 17 oh, is enough. Yeah. Uh, well, you get a couple of points of cover though, so that's really only 15. Okay. Right? Yeah, not enough. Is Not enough, and it, and it misses with its second attack. Now, Hinge Head. Uh, we'll worry about Hinge Head in a moment, and we'll worry about Half Skull. Uh, Ear Dangle has gone. The next thing that happens is that that hall is plunged into darkness uh, all the way up to Ear Dangle. So you can still see Ear Dangle standing about 15 feet into the room. 
mm -hmm. past the door, but the rest of the room suddenly just disappears okay. into darkness. Even with dark vision, you can't see into it. Magic yep. So the okay. far end of the room. Yeah. The far end oh, of the, nice. the, the well, yeah, most of most of the room past about fifteen feet in just is plunged into darkness. Alessandra, you can hear something moving. It's it's clearly moving into the room under the cover of this darkness. Mm -hmm. uh, give me a perception check. Twenty six with a natural twenty. Yeah. Well, you uh, not only can distinguish the sound crisply, but you also can determine the origin of it. And there is, it sounds nothing so much like something walking on hooves. Oh, uh, bub Stamping into the darkness. Nice. Um, And I think that kind of sums up... How many hooves? Well, I would say, well, you have no idea uh, about any of this, I'm afraid. Um, is it is it two purple? hooves or is it four hooves? Uh, I'll take, do you want, should we go into the broom cupboard? <laughs> it is two hooves for you metagamers out there. Two soups. No, it's a cow, everybody. It's just a giant <laughs> cow that's been brought into the combat. It's fine. It's good. And we go on to Burple on five. I think it's a... I'm thinking it's a bone devil. That's my theory. Okay. A bone Don't devil on hooves. hooves. Don't they have hoof feet? Just well, that's think, just trying to think of the picture. Completely scuppered my, um, my plan. You had a plan? Uh, I have a plan. I always have a plan. No. What's no? No, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise. <laughs> really? Are you really upset? No, oh, I don't know. Can oh, you just, sorry. Can you just? Can I just? Can I? Sorry. Can, just, can I just? Can I just? He's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just All shut. day he's been shut up. He pinned his little heart. Shut your. Anyway. Ooh. Shut your hole. Uh. God, what shall I do then? I don't know. I don't care. Johnny just waiting for moments to chip into your round and see if he can undermine. Ba -ba -dum -um -biddly oh, I know what I'll do. I will use my daylight spell. Yeah. Excellent. And cast it on top of the darkness spell. Really good. Okay. Really, really good. Let's have a look at that. You can do that. Why? Aren't you standing I'll take a step, in silence? Yeah, I'll take a few steps back. I was going to take a few steps back anyway. Oh, so I'll take some steps back out, you know of the, out of the silence spell. Next two sessions and cast a... Hold on a second. Let me just work that out. <laughs> Let me just check that that's legal, as they say. Yes. Ooh. 60 foot range, 12 squares. So, uh, 12 so squares... It, it overlaps, doesn't it? And it's a 60 foot radius. So I, I can cast it on top of, uh, you know, whatever he is. Can't see his, his label now. Ear dangle, she. God. Sorry. Everyday sexism. Well, going on the avatar. Probably an it, isn't it? But I don't need to cast it on it. It just needs to overlap, doesn't it? Daylight can, day, daylight is a higher... Yeah, for the third area. Yeah, yeah, cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. The area of the center. Yes. The range is to the where the center of the daylight would be. Yes, but it doesn't matter because if any of the spell's area overlaps with an area of darkness created by a spell radius. of third level or lower, that spell that created that darkness is dispelled. So, rather pleasingly, you burnt a third level spell. Yeah, but it's the... not actually a third level spell. It's a power. It comes from being uh, super brilliant. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. I so I shall use that. There you go. Okay, and I will switch off the darkness spell. You'll be very pleased to learn. To reveal the full horror of our 
predicament? Well, um, I don't know about horror. What you can see standing in front of Hinchhead is now this creature. Mild, a mildly corpulent figure with hooved feet. Is it a tiefling? It may be a bit. It's certainly quite fiendishly touched. There are vestigial horns uh, growing from the sides of its head above its eyebrows. It is. It looks belligerent. It looks extremely angry. When its darkness disappears, you can see uh, Burple. You can't hear it, obviously. You can see it say, Bug on food. <laughs> what an old um, creature. It's a devil it, or a demon. I can't. It is... It's, it, you feel like it's very... It seems deeply fiendishly touched. It looks like it's bearing all of the, the marks of being... Of having some sort of demonic element to it and it's carrying a warhammer that is like an absence of light you could kind of see that it's got a handle it has got some sort of physical properties but the head of this warhammer and the haft of it is so black as to effectively be disappeared and even looking at the warhammer makes you kind of puts a bit of puts a bit of a chill into your heart purple sort of negative energy type thing or staring down the corridor at you uh you don't know that it knows that you're the response you're responsible for the end of its darkness but it looks cross it's about it's male it's about oh you'd have thought it must be about 50 or 60 years old this thing if it was a human but it's you know or a tiefling that is basically what i can tell you about it it's wearing a breastplate it looks angry and malevolent Anything else from you, Burple? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to step back into the silence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on to Alessandra on four. Bottom of the round. Bottom of the round. Well, Alessandra's, you know, thinking to herself, God, if only somebody had something like a lightning strike or something, you know, that would pass through all of these nicely lined up in a straight yeah. line. Oh, kind of. nice, isn't it? Yeah, things. If only be. somebody had that. She's thinking it to herself. She's not, you know, obviously going to no. say anything because there's no point because everybody else is in a silent spell. That's uh, true. And also there's no point because... Um, there's no uh, sorcerer. Yeah, so I wonder why. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, because he got <laughs> abandoned. I was thinking I was thinking about Grimble the other day. <laughs> Were you? And a little, yeah, just a little smile chased its way across my face. <laughs> <laughs> he was abandoned. At least I have a face, unlike Grimbold. And this is why... Oh, without a sorcerer. Now he's lying in... Well, on. He was put on the swamp. Well, no, he's no, he was buried feet up. Yeah. He's a bog body. Oh, he was buried feet up. His feet were oh, sticking out. feet up. Oh, so he's like a little seat. People well, sit on dig his... him up in oh, about we dug it deep, years. dug it deep enough. Yeah, he's wonder what be... happened. Some sort of ritual activity, probably. Let's not get distracted too much by this. And let's keep going with Alessandra. What are you doing, Alessandra? Well... Thankfully, Alessandra's got this new mobile feet. Um, oh, I was going to say, this new mobile. <laughs> so she's going to call for help. She's going to go, um, I think we need to reduce the face. So she's going to do an attack, and then she's just going to move back. So she's going to attack with a rapier on spine prong. Spine prong, the one in front of you, yep. Hitting armor class 8. Armor class 8 is a miss. Well, no <laughs> shit. But I could do the other attack. I can do the uh, crossbow attack. Yeah, at spine prong. That's, yeah. oh, that's better hitting arm class 24. 24, yeah. Is a hit. Uh, that is a hit on spine prong. Yep. Doing an enormous five points of damage. And then she is going to move back five foot. And because she has got the mobile feet, 
she doesn't provoke an attack of opportunity. So she just goes and stands next to Parker in the corridor in the silence spell. Yep. Excellent. Um, I'm just going to check on that um, crossbow attack. I just want to wonder whether or not, because they're quite skeletal, some of these things resist piercing damage a bit. Mm -hmm. Is it a non-magical crossbow? Is it a plus one crossbow? Is the rapier non-magical? The rapier is non-magical. Okay, fine. Thank you very much. Um, So, uh, it's just... Yeah, just making sure I've got all of that. Fine. Uh, well, it looks bloodied. I mean, to the extent that it can be bloodied, bear in mind it has no blood. It's just got, you know, mm-hmm. f- flashy, flappy bits of rubbish. We move on to Parker on 20 at the top of the round two. I will do the same attack as last round. Yeah. Um, on the one in f- right in front of us. Uh, hitting armor class thingy of the what's it yeah thingy, yep. thingy of the what's it doodars thingy of the what's it uh, uh, eight points of damage yeah fire damage yeah yeah magical yeah magical fire damage got it yes uh, all seems to be going through second attack uh, must also be a hit for yep. seven points oh okay yes it's looking it- quite uh, uh, still, you know. uh, still up. Yeah. All right. It get, get, gets the last one of in. Oh, that's all. Oh, that's a seventeen. What? That's oh, it's another hit. Another hit. For six points of damage. Right. It is. Uh, you think it's <laughs> clinging on? Oh, Jesus. And we move on. They're to, not short oh, of hit points. These things. I've got my ears blocked, haven't I, with wax? Cause I, no, you I'm haven't. Sh- I'm sure I did. No. I'm absolutely certain, because I have checked the tape, that you haven't. The only person who said they were blocking their ears with wax was Alessandra. And I went back and checked two or three times to make sure that I hadn't, wasn't going to get any, any trouble. Anyway, your spiritual weapon can attack. You had it on ear dangle, is that right? Or did you have it on the one on Alessandra? Yeah, I had it on prong. Yeah, spine prong. Okay, so what do you want to do? You're you're in the corridor, you I'll can see with spine. that. Yeah. On the, the weak one. So it's a uh, 18. There's a hit. Oh, this might do it. And I do six points of damage. So close. It's close. teetering. What else can you do? Uh, and with my action, I'm going to, with my bonus action, I'm going to start right. Um, putting wax in my ears, is that interacting with an object or is it an action? No, that's an action. I think you have to okay, take I'll it out wax and in my ears. apply it. I'm sure I've got plenty of wax in my ears anyway. He's that kind of guy, you know. Well, take the wax out of one ear, yeah? Huh. Uh, and put it in the other. Just swap them over. Yeah. Okay, so... And then uh, I'm, uh, my bonus action will start right... Um, you can't, can't I? You've just used your bonus action to attack with the spiritual weapon. Uh, no, the uh. weapon will f- attack for free. Oh, yeah, it's only if I change target. Yeah, that's right. So you have got a bonus action. I'm going to activate my boots of speed. Yeah. Um... And then I'm going to move up behind Parker. Okay, so this, the, the, you're stacking yourselves up in this corridor on the way into this hall, right? Yeah, um, so my ears are blocked. I've got my f- speed activated. Yes, your and, uh, yeah. spiritual weapon attacked and you've moved. Hmm. Sessions on 13. Uh, right, okay. I think I'm the origin of the silence spell, yeah? Uh, yes, you cast it, yep. Yep, that's what I thought. So I don't have, it is. I don't have the the spiritual guardians. I can't turn them off. I don't seem to be able to turn the shading off. Oh well, don't worry about that. I could probably do that for you. Yeah. Um, 
so for now we'll keep the I'll do Toll the Dead on uh, Spiny Prong. Ooh, rolling a sixteen. So yeah, it's fifteen, so that is enough. Is that it? You no, know, I'll summon my spiritual weapon. You summon your spiritual weapon as a bonus action. Yeah, sixty feet. So I think I can summon it behind it or on yep. on spiny prong anyhow. Okay, so we've got your spiritual weapon and we've got Erisi Bearclaw's spiritual weapon, weapon or whatever, okay. both both uh, appearing. And it can attack in this turn? Yep. Yes, it can. Armor class 24. Ooh, that's a hit. I mean, there's a number and that's enough. Seven. It collapses to the ground. That's pretty much me done. I think we want silence still there, yeah? No, it's them. Yeah, until we get loads of worms. First of all, let's roll that d6. Talking of worms, <laughs> Alessandra. Those two worms that were on you at the end of last turn have now burrowed into you. Uh, you take two points of damage as they start working their way through your body. I haven't had a round, have I? Yeah, yeah. You had a you had an action. You used your um, rapier with a miss, and then you attack with a crossbow. I completely forgot that I had worms. You were, you were caught up I in did. the heat of the battle. You you, you decided to, to push the attack, the worms. and the worms have and gone into your body. Everybody forgot to remind you. That's fine. Exactly I couldn't have heard like... them anyway because of the silence spell. That's true. They could have been shouting, Worms, get the worms off you, you bloody idiot! All right. And you wouldn't have heard them. You fucking incompetent fool! They could have been shouting. Yes, <laughs> most likely, actually. <laughs> Don't forget the worms, only a fucking... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> you um, moron! You moron, you imbecile would forget the worms, they were shouting, but you couldn't hear them. No. Um, right. Right. So that's that. The ghouls in the room are faced with a choice. Do they shut the door? Quite tempting. They are not going to shut the door yet. So, first of all, Limpy is going to shuffle into the corridor after Alessandra. Does both... Uh, it's their only reaction, but both um, spiritual weapons can have a strike on Limpy as he leaves their threatened areas. Okay. Crushing Queen is a um, 23. Yeah, that's a hit. How much damage on Limpy? Five points of damage. And does the bear claw attack as well? Okay, d20 plus five. Uh, 15. 15 is a hit. 15 is a hit, yep. Three points of damage. Okay, well, it looks a little bit dinged as it gets as it escapes from those two spiritual weapons and, it's, and it shuffles up to, to Alessandra and it makes a couple of slam attacks. The first attack hits armor class 20. That's a hit. I'll use my... Yeah, uncanny dodge to t reduce the damage from seven to whatever you reduce Three, it to. Half. And you have another worm on you. And yeah. then it attacks you again, uh, rolling a 16, hitting off class 22. Jesus Christ, yeah. Doing another five points of bludgeoning damage and Brilliant. another worm. So now so you've got, got two worms on you, you two worms, worms in you. you. Yes. Do, do we remember how long the worm burrowing? I'm pretty certain I, when I read these things, that the worms that were deposited on people started burrowing straight away. But I'm waiting until the next go. So you've got a couple of worms on you. Okay. It's one to four rounds, isn't it? Um, you, you yeah. Well, I mean, there is a. You're not quite sure how long you get once they're in, but it is not. You don't think it's a fixed number. You think there's a number that's going Ooh, on. It's a random number. Uh, you don't know. I think that's what you sort of established. That was your assessment the last time you had to deal with these. Now, um, Ear Dangle is going to keep throwing worms at Alessandra. Okay. Hitting armor class 16 is not going to be enough. And hitting armor class 17. Yep, that's a hit. Uh, you've got another worm on you. Three worms. Three worms on, uh, two worms in. Yeah, three worms on. You, you are now are in, screwed, man. in a yeah. big, wormy pile of poo. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, let's have a look. The big thing might flex its muscles, might engage with you. It's scowling at you all, like you've interrupted it. Well, you have actually interrupted its lunch. It points its finger down the corridor. It utters some deep demonic incantation. Parker, Burple, Sessions, and Bugraft. A burst of mind-jangling psychic energy just explodes in the corridor in between you. Can all of you make intelligence saves? Oh, bloody oh, hell. God. Come DC on, thick. 17. Oh, please. my lord, not a chance. DC 17. Mm-hmm. We're all maxed out on things other than intelligence. Okay. Yep. That was something that 17, is... 18. Oh, my lord. <laughs> Aid it. Yes. Okay. Is this a save that we really, really want to make that save? I kind uh, of you want to make this What's your intelligence modifier, Burple? Zero. Okay, and a two there. Sixteen. From... Well, it's actually a so one. annoying. Well, you got your alt dice, Frank Guy Storyteller. Frank Guy Storyteller, should I use alt yeah, dice? Yeah, use an alt dice. Oh, and Parker, what did Parker fucking get? Fucking hell, I don't know. Oh, dear. Alt dice are plenty. Right, let's get those alt dice rolling. Eleven. Oh, can't do it. Nine, you can't do it. Can't just add my orc dice to my uh, original no. roll. <laughs> that would be a really good orc dice. Yeah, okay, so you I fail. Think we're orc yeah. uh, what about Parker? You gonna yeah, use your orc dice? I'm gonna orc dice as well. Fuck it. Oh, fuck's oh, sake. An eight dear, even plus with the orc dice, you can't make oh, it. And the last person is Bugger after all to two. Do you want to keep make a BDI your... on Parker, see what happens to him? Eight plus. Four is 12, twelve plus. Four is, oh no, sixteen into sixteen I, is I not enough. No bless or anything running. No, There's nothing no. like that running. What about fuck's sake. Bugraft? What do you want to do? Do you want to use your do old I, dice do or do I you want to see just... what's happening to Bugraft? I mean, uh, Parker in front of me. Well, it's some sort of weird <laughs> instant moment where you know yeah. where he's back up. in time. You must you must decide. You're making the save at the same instant. Uh, okay. And then it, but it's a wave of psychic, you're saying. You're th- it feels like something is just jangling in the very core of your mind. Not, not necrotic, but psychic. I mean, it's difficult. I don't want to be specific, but I mean, you don't feel that it's... No, you feel like it's it's your mind is being zapped. I mean, it's an intelligence check. It's an intelligence save. Um, I think if it's just damage, I might be all right. Well, I mean... I, I don't know. Is it? Would you recommend me using my old dice or you can't say? I, I mean, I've, I can't. I mean, I've, I've, I've volunteered the fact that you have ought dice. Okay. For those right, of you who may not have remembered, dice, but that's not the same as saying that you have to use it. I've got far worse things that you. I mean, you, you know, I'd say personally save my ought dice for that screech sound. If, but anyway, no, not really. If it's a save that I, if I fail, that I'm going to spend the rest of the evening <laughs> crouching I, in a I, corner and not doing anything, then I'd, you I'd rather or, use or the ought dice. Your worst nightmare. Isn't it always best thing to make sure you don't get knocked out at the beginning? Okay. Too late. Wise, Graham. I've got the platinum advice. Yeah. The platinum contract. I'll roll an old dice. So here we go. Minus one on this, and then I've got to add D6 to D6. Yeah. Minus one on that. Oh, it's one. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'm a hobbit. I get to re-roll. I get to re-roll. Yeah, you get to re-roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) getting all, all the shit dice rolls out. Yeah, Early let's on. do it. Yeah. Oh, it's a natural 20. 20. A natural 20 and you're okay. Right. If you saved, you take half of the following damage. Everybody waiting to see. It's not that Six bad. points of damage. Yeah, six points of damage saved to half. 
And Mike has burnt away all of those hot dice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I wanted to do. No, it's a little bit more than that, but it's not the end of the world. It's 33 points of psychic damage saved to half. So 16 if you saved. 33. That's not all, though. If you failed, you feel muddled, Burple and Parker. You feel like you're going to be acting suboptimally for a while almost like like the reverse of an ought dice almost <laughs> yeah what you have to do is every time for the next minute that that you make an attack roll or an ability check or have to make a constitution save to maintain concentration in a spell you must deduct the roll of a d6 from that attack or skill check Ouch. or whatever Okay. Uh, that's the material of effect of the nerve jangle. You're Ten just completely rounds. shaken. Do we yeah. get no save every round? That's, that's all you get. That's a big grown-up spell delivered by a grown-up person to a bunch of grown-ups. And it laughs. It goes... <laughs> and stomps off back through the double doors again into the where the green illumination is flooding from. Um, and it is Burple, or what's left of Burple, on I think before five. that, I have to concentrate yep. to maintain the silence spell. Oh, dear. Let's make that concentration so 16, save. 8, it's, it's 10. It's DC 10, yeah? It's uh, DC 10 or half the damage, so yeah, DC 10, concentrate. You're going to be fine. Constitution save. Oh, you're Ooh. not going to be so fine. I'm, I'm going to... I think we want this, yeah? Mm. The silence, we think that's important. Mm. Yeah, but can you do another one that's on a pebble that's mobile? They're not mobile. I'm going to use my uh, luck uh, to re-roll this. Yeah. Made it. Okay. Um, Next. Is that it for you, Sessions? No, it was just... Sorry, it's uh, Burple. Sorry, Burple. Burple at five. This guy, Hingehead. Right, yeah. Sitting right in the middle of the hallway, wiggling his enormous tongue at you. Can he make uh, an intelligence saving throw? Uh, sure. Are you casting a spell? I am casting a spell. Uh, it's an intelligence, yeah, DC 14. Oof. Is he okay. immune, to, uh, unless he's immune to fear? Yeah, well, he's not going to do very well with this because intelligence is not very good. Yeah, but you always <laughs> bloody do. <laughs> God's well, sake. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, it uh, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Mm. It goes, it's giant, <laughs> yeah. it's giant. <laughs> Muppet head goes. Muppet head. And I will. It's time to eat the party. I will. Yep. Step back into the silence. No, no, I'll stay there. Stay on the other side of the silence. Okay. And finally, bottom of the round, on four, three worms on, two worms in. It is Alessandra. Now, Alessandra, do you want to know what you need to do? Yeah. So, you need to make a medicine check. It's a DC 15 medicine check. Oh, great. To extricate one of these things with a sharp object. The tip of your rapier is mm-hmm. okay. I would rule a crossbow bolt would probably do the same job. You're going to do one to three points of damage on yourself in the process of cutting something out. Yeah. And you can do one per turn is that how you'd like to spend your turn you've got three on you that are all going to burrow into you next turn you can get rid of one of those per attack 
Okay. So if you've got two attacks, you can get rid of two worms, leaving one on the surface and two in. I mean, there's all sorts of choice. all sorts of permutations. It's fun. It's all sorts of permutations. Yeah. Okay. What would you like to do? I would just and finally, just a final thing. We're not certain how long you get when these things are inside you. Yeah. No. But no, I got you're, it. You, yeah, you're you're about to get to the uh, end of the. You get you, you're about to the second round of burrowing is is about to commence. I can get rid of two of them and a move. In the past, has anybody else been able to get the worms off other people, the ones that are yes. buried? Yeah, with an attack. Yeah. Uh, a buried, yes, 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 with a medicine check. Right yeah. yeah. So as long as they've got a sharp object on them, they can make a medicine check, DC, and yeah. So what I'm going to do bit of damage. Yep. is I'm going to get rid of two of them off, the, off me using my yes. two attacks. I'm yes. going to use the bonus action as the disengage oh no sorry not um no. i'm not gonna be able to disengage i'm just gonna have to take an attack of opportunity and then i'm going to do a move okay so you're running basically back I'm through the others away from limpy away from limpy and i'm actually can move up to because i've got my mobile speed of 40 i can right move so absolutely bugging out of dodge right back to the room at the bottom of the yeah i'm saying to the guys i've got worms inside me help yeah so you've got two inside you've got one on you yeah, yeah. The, the opportunity attack, just in case that adds another worm, it doesn't. It misses you as yep. you run away. Top of round three, it is Parker on 20. What do you want to do? You've got Limpy now standing in front of you, now that Alessandra has dashed back past you into the room behind you. How um, wounded is Limpy looking? Limpy doesn't look very wounded. I'm not going to dress it up for you. Limpy's been hit with a spiritual weapon. That's pretty much it. What's our general plan here, chaps? Are we going to press forward or are we going to drop back? I can step forward in front of you and start attacking. But I'm just checking. So our plan is to keep pushing on with you three guys doing range attacks from the back. Or... Well, Alessandra is going to move up at some point, but yeah, yes. Purple might. Okay, right. Well, if that... Alessandra is just temporarily embarrassed of being a bit wormy. Yes. I'm sure it's a minor thing that will pass. It's a better bugger off if you move ahead of me and I use my range attack. Yeah, I can do that. Right, okay. Well, I will do that. Okay, so I'll give him the full whack with the flurry of blows. Right, are you using your fangs of the fire snake again? Yes. Do these cost you key points or anything? Yes, oh, I'm crossing them off. It's a three, it's not good. That's a nine in total. Nine is a miss. Okay, second Hurrah! attack. Boo. Uh, Eleven. Uh, Eleven is a miss. Oh, jeez. Oh... Dang. A natural 20. You want to gamble, Parker? Uh, mate, no. no. <laughs> All the fun's gone out of this. Yeah, I know. Nobody gambles anymore. It's, it's just, I just do enough. Calculating your thing with the spreadsheets and the, the, clipboards. <laughs> and all the joy has been sucked out of it. It used to be. Cheeky little bit of northern accent. Not worth missing out on the damage. Bit of game show glitz and a bit of fun, but no. All done. <laughs> it's all been taken away it's from It's all you. been taken away. So that's uh, 5, uh, 10, uh, 13 points of damage. Yep, okay, well now it doesn't look quite so happy. I mean, it never looked happy, I'll be honest. It's a sort of limping, <laughs> cadaverous uh, worm call. But, you the know. final one is... Oh, another. another that's a hit. hit. That's a hit. Yeah, that's going to be a hit. Yep. Is it looking seriously wounded? It is not. No, so it's it is not looking. Like another it is... attack could put it over the edge. No, 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 nothing like that. Okay, so uh, well, it's certainly uh, not an attack like three, that. Uh, that's another six, and then I'll do another key point. 
Wow. And an oh, one. So seven points. Oh, I see. That was a little extra yeah. Brucey bonus damage, right? To use another game show term. Not that you'd understand game show terms, obviously. <laughs> just because you don't watch them all. Like, or ever laugh or ever enjoy yourself. Anything else <laughs> from Parker in that rather grim, mechanical? No, that was grim, mechanical, efficient, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. I, yeah, I mean, it was easy to admire, difficult to love. That's what I'd say about that round. Right! <laughs> Uncle Buggy. Uncle Buggy. Right, he's moving under the green thing in front of me, darting under his legs. Yes. Popping up the other side, takes his massive uh, great axe out and yep. hits uh, Limpy. Yep, attacking Limpy. Uh, and before he does that, he's going to start raging. Limpy goes, Limpy! At you. Sorry, that's the wrong... I'm not sure what I'm watching here. You're just randomly rolling dice, not telling me what you're doing. What's the deal? He's doing 1d6 plus 4, obviously. No, sorry, push the wrong button. Yeah. Here we go. Sorry, that's the wrong button again. <laughs> yeah, why don't we just try a D something D20 base? Come on, Johnny, you can do I it. I should have a frost band raging. You can do this. Getting an eleven. An eleven, is that a hit? An eleven is a miss. Okay. I'm afraid. Um, I'm sorry, and, but it is. And again. Yes. Rolling a five. Oh. Eleven. <laughs> Another, is, is that another Sorry, 11? can I say I pushed the wrong button again? <laughs> <laughs> Fast and no, efficient. It was. I wasn't supposed to push that button. I was supposed to put another one. Yeah. Anyway, the so there we go. One. So the giant, um, um, the giant... I can't redirect chopper. my spiritual weapons of the Ori's my bonus section. That's right. So, so we're it's just done. hovering there. Oh, with Uncle Buggy. Is that it? Yes. Slow so and inefficient. It was very inefficient. Slow. It was ineffective. Very inefficient. But it was, it was more quite, fun. Well, Do you know what? Do you know what? It was more fun. Let's face it. It was more fun than Parker's round, wasn't it? You know. That's true. Sessions on thirteen. Right. Well, <clears throat> I, you know, I don't uh, want to. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, but they get. They go next, guys. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, well, there's one wormy on Alessandro. Is there? There's yeah. One, one on, on and two, two in. Two in. I'm kind of hoping you'll. If you've got anything to skewer me with, <laughs> have you got a prong? <laughs> well. Um, Please try and. The problem is, I don't have a prong. Okay, well, in which case. <laughs> oh, no, I have a crossbow bolt. I have a crossbow bolt. Oh. Yeah, okay. That's lucky. From the cross, I mean, it's it snaps. And you've got medicine. I actually yeah. have medicine and a crossbow bolt, so I will try and gouge out with my okay. action. Roll a d20, add your medicine skill, tell me what number you get. Come on, Grim. Seven. It's oh. <laughs> a seven. You stab. The, do you want to use your lucky feet? You don't have to go. Honestly, is it a feat? Whatever it is. Do you want to use your lucky, lucky skill? Your lucky thing. I mean, now is the time. You've got your one opportunity. I mean, you don't have to. But you don't have to. I won't. I'll tell you now. Seven is not looking great. <laughs> He's got lucky feet. It means he doesn't trip over very often. <laughs> I tell you what. I, because I'm feeling the power, I'm going oh. to try it with the luck. Okay. See where the misfortune moments that um, yes does misfortune. Is it going to be that Alessandro is is worth saving? (laughs) Is it going to be ladders or is it going to be snakes? Let's roll. Let's flip the coin of fate. Seventeen. Seventy. You successfully using the crossbow bolt extricate a worm from Alessandra. It was just up in the rib cage, just below the armpit. Nice on its journey to wherever the hell it was going. And now it's not. It's now and uh, it might, dead, bonus skewered on the excellent. end of a crossbow bolt. 
And with my bonus action, I shall move the crushing coin to continue whacking at Lumpy. Uh, Limpy. Limpy. Is it Limpy? Yeah. Yeah. Limpy, Limpy hates it when people get his name wrong. Gets, gets his name wrong. But anyway, do I take? Some da- I take some damage, don't I? I take. Uh, you, oh, uh, you do. You take. A, you take a D3 uh, damage. I'll roll for you because I'm. I'm always nice. Two points of piercing damage. As that you. worm is removed. Thank you. Okay. So you know, I got one out, one in. The crushing coin on Limpy Lumpy twenty-five. Oh, that's a hit on Limpy Lumpy. Limpy Lumpy twenty-five. Limpy Seven Lumpy twenty-five sitting on the shoe. What? How much? Seven. Seven. Sorry, I was singing my Limpy Lumpy. I'm not sure where the shoe came in before. I, I don't know. I just, I mean, it had to, it had to be somewhere, didn't it? <laughs> uh, right. Well, it, it, yes, I mean, it had to, you know. It's, it's got probably to sit over somewhere. there with the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you've, yeah. Okay. You've found you know that song. <laughs> and that's sort of Is me that down, I think. Right. Now. I think I'm going to move this round, so. Alessandra. Yes. You've now got two in. Just going to roll the dice. No, I've got, no, I thought I got one yeah, in. We, um, no, I didn't on. have one yes, in. Yes, you, you had you had one in. I had three on. I had three on and two in. I've yes, had. So then uh, you, I got then rid you of had two. One on yeah, and two and you in. Had one on and two in. And then and I've now got Sessions one on and one in. Of, that's right. And it's its turn. Oh, so then it's two in and none on. And now you've got two in, but one of them is behind the other one. Yeah, yeah. Just going to roll the dice here. Okay. Well. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. That first one is, you know, going some, Alessandra. Right. It's inside the rib cage. Mm-hmm. It's kind of heading up inside under the, the, the breastbone. Thank you. Heading for kind of the collarbone area. Yeah. And yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That's no. where it is yeah. in this turn. The other one does a bit of burrowing. It starts wiggling its way towards your inevitable yeah. doom. Yeah, yeah. Now, Uncle Buggy, Limpy, goes, oh, uh, slams at you with Limpy, so, ooh, with its fists, hitting armor class 22, Uncle Buggy. Inside. Uh That is eight points of bludgeoning damage. You can half so that, obviously. Oh, yep. yes. And you have a worm on you. Uh, and then the second attack. Fucking bastard. Oh, only rolling a five. That's very disappointing. And then it is going to... Uh, no, that's too, it's too stupid to do anything tactical. Ear dangle. Oh, I've got to roll a d6. Now, rolling a d6. No, it's a four. Ear dangle doesn't know what to do. Ear dangle is going to sort of slough off. You can't see ear dangle anymore. Disappeared somewhere. Don't know. Where's ear dangle gone? You wonder to yourself. Is ear dangle ear or is ear dangle there? Sorry. Hinge head is hanging back. Half skull staggers up. Session. And Burple and Alessandra, can you all give me perception checks, please? Perception. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll be on you. Uh, getting a 22. 26 with an anti yeah, 20. Good perception checks. You hear a couple of things. <clears throat> First thing you hear is that through the door, it's closed that you know leads to the little staircase that leads up to the wine cellar. Mm-hmm. I think you just heard the kind of shuffling of some movement. Great. The, the second thing is that from down in the pit... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I thought You hear be... the faintest sound of a sort of squelchy slurp. Quite distant, quite remote, but a squelchy yeah, slurping noise. Yeah, you made some 
big rolls. So you're kind of, you know, because you work at somewhere. When you say no. down the pit, do you mean down the well or down the where the big bug is? I mean down the well behind Okay. You. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, yeah, no, if you turn some zooms out. Your yes. your from from your where doom. the giant bug is, you hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is almost it for this uh, turn, except for one thing. <sighs> Sessions Burple and Alessandra. Just as you were thinking that things couldn't get any worse, mm-hmm. you hear a kind of and appearing behind kind of you. Noise. Teleporting thing with who? Is your friend Mr. Hoofy just appears in the corridor between you and the pit? Okay. Glowering at you. It stands there. It raises its hammer on high. Sessions, you notice something about this thing. Mm-hmm. As it raises the hammer with one hand, points a finger crackling with magical energy at you with the other. You look at this thing and it's reeks of demonic energy. And then you notice there's something else about it. And that is that it has got one green and one gray. It's him. It's him. And it hisses at you, draws the hammer back and we'll pick it up next week. Oh, you The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Champion's Belt and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Champion's Belt was written by Tito Lietti. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening! Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.